to listen to this one. Hi, hello, Swam. I have a very important historical question I needed answered. It's for a class I'm taking, and the teacher gave me a topic to write on to help bring up my grade so I can pass. Um, did Pink Floyd play with Monty's python after they climbed Benny Hill? I really need to know. I have no sound. Let's see, I'll check the volume to see. Well, I'll go up on the volume, see what I got there. No, I'm all the way up to 20-something. Let me take the phone away from my ear. That's the problem, my right ear. Yeah, let me take the phone away from my left ear again. 
Yeah, it's just fine. And also, I also put some more volume on it. While some folks are in groups that support hate speech and insurrection, I focus on what's really important. Hockey, Cobra Kai, Ultraman, spaceships, robots, and superheroes. Good Saturday morning. This is uh, Phil Love from uh, Sacramento County calling to ask the Flom Radio, what came first? The orange or the color orange? Where are you? Radio Flum, I'm here for the barbecue and a mortgage. Where are you? It's Wednesday morning, New Year, you slipping in again? I ended up at some sort of show and it's all blah blah blah, listen, oh my, oh my, boy, it must be brilliant, blah blah blah, yeah, that's brilliance these days, blinder. Blind or what? Deaf? No, the blind can see and the seeing can be blind. No, yeah, that's a dystopia. It's what this, I mean, listen to this shit. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. We will stop the steal. We will not let them silence your voices. We're not going to let it happen. This is like a punk show without actual punks. This guy looks like a hippie. This guy... I mean, there's all kinds of plumage. This guy is dressed like a peacock. There's this, uh, person dressed like a cheese. Is he Dutch? As this enormous crowd shows, we have truth and justice I mean, for us. Maybe people from Holland are in this too. They love Trump, I guess. We have it deep in our know. souls, and we fight. We fight like hell. There's all kind of plumbing. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Man. People are weird. I'm weird. You know, we're all weird. 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 We're sorry. All of our representatives are still assisting other customers. Please remain on the line as we value your call. Hold on, I'm leaving a message. Get off the phone, we gotta go now. Hey, Flum, Stevie, why don't you ever pick up? Dude, get off the phone. Hey, person in a Viking costume, who I do not know. I just want to sit here and enjoy my half careful iced latte with yellow stuff like all the other Americans. Got a protein pack with a peanut butter. How American is that? Dude, 
We're headed to the capital. We're heading to the capital? I don't want to head to the capital. Have you ever been to Europe? We have cathedrals there. These little things in the States are so small. All that GC Penny colonial furniture, it's not for me. There are places to tour. How about Library of Congress? Get a library card. Literacy, you should try it. Fuck Europe! We don't need them allies anymore. Just me and my boys. We're going alone, do you understand? That's what you do when you're number one, USA! If you shall protest society, you will be drugged by psychiatry with bombs of fucking sleeping pills. It's like fucking Vietnam, man! No fucking arguing with society. Society is doing great. Dude, we've been waiting for this. It was parlor. We have mobilization orders from the best president ever. Ever. All patriots, this happens now. No more China Joe. Hunter has to go. We're leaving. U.S. goddamn A. Love it or leave it. Bombs away, man. Parler is a French word meaning to talk or to speak. It is pronounced parler, not parlor. I'm fascinated when people come to my house and see the numerous bookshelves full of books. Non-readers see many books and never seem to approach the books less than 18 inches. Readers approach the books and see titles. They then are physical with the titles and want to touch them, to fondle them. But what I love is when they recognize titles and what it relates to their knowledge. It is fascinating watching people relate to books. Sad, very sad, when they cannot. Fred Worth, Sacramento Book Collectors Club. Five minutes past 12 midnight. slid into the second civil war eight million dead including my father your father if you keep telling people something untrue loud and long enough they're apt to believe it that's Sacramento, the heart of California and around the world. Genuine Modern Radio. Radio Flom.
Hof Sacramento. Posting as Hof is better on TikTok. Top five breakup styles. Sacramento edition. I come in at number one, we have the scrub. This one takes a little bit of effort, but what you want to do is either block or delete all their friends or family members, making it appear as if they've never existed on there. Uh, coming in at number two, we have the pick a side breakup. This one pretty much sucks. They actually pick a side, and by the end of it, you don't even want to be friends with either one of them. Uh, coming in at number three, we have the switcheroo. This one happens in Sacramento a lot. It's when you see a couple break up, and then they just show up at a place with a new boyfriend and girlfriend, and they just kind of act like they don't know each other. Oh, coming in at number four, we have the breakup that everybody saw coming, except for the two involved. They pretty much spend all their time telling you about how good their relationship is, but you can see it. It's not that good. Uh, and coming in at number five, we have a hometown classic. A lot of people out here in Sacramento have already mastered it. This is a classic. This one's called The Ghost. It is the great arrogance of the present to forget the intelligence of the past. Ken Burns Americans fighting As the colder monsters of the states with no compromise as an unbending, indivisible ideology under God. The prelude to the war was fought in a thousand places, from Portland to Washington, D.C. to Georgia. The state, not the country. The existence of the country of Georgia still confounds 40% of the population, as if dissatisfied citizens saw the oppressors as manipulative heralds of education and state lines were really there as if they were part of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Home. They got it soft back there. They don't even know there's a war going on. You know what the rebels really were? Just a bunch of porcupines with some small little heads and their round, fat, bloated bodies just dying on the battlefield. <laughs> Fuck up. Men from the green hills of New England, the sun-baked plains of the Middle West, the close-packed streets of Manhattan, Chicago, the teeming factories of Detroit, Los Angeles, men from the hills and from the plains, from the villages and from the cities, bookkeepers, soda jerks, mechanics, College students, rich man, poor man, mechanics, college students, rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief, doctor, lawyer, thief, doctor, lawyer, thief, doctor, lawyer, thief, doctor, lawyer, thief. Now veteran fighting man. Yet two years ago, many had never fired a gun or seen the ocean or been off the ground. Porcupines in the wartime. Come and get your porcupines. Porcupine, porcupine, one for two, two for one.
After the sacrifice of millions to prevent the onslaught of a virus never before encountered, another group of millions looked out for themselves, and the pandemic advanced, with blame being placed squarely on everyone except themselves. Get all that gray hair, Rod. <laughs> the Yankees gave it to me. Yeah, they gave me a bullet at Chancellorville. But I was lucky it hit me in the shoulder where it didn't do any permanent damage. Uh, there's been plenty of permanent damage done around here. Things are bad in Texas, Ross. They could be worse, Rex. What do you mean, worse? I talked to a lot of people on my way here. They told me what the situation is. I came back because this is an ideal base of operations. What kind of operations? Fighting operations. But we're surrendered, Ross. I look at the surrender as a temporary truce. Truce? Well, it's over now. Not for me, then. What do you mean? Now, for a lot of other veterans I've talked to on the way here. We'll fight again. We'll what? A guerrilla force to harass the Federals. We are all static. So are you. Radio Flaw. Founded 1923. Still 
This was Plumes with Look Me in the Eye off the Orwell album. Veronica Charnley is a Paris-based Canadian singer-songwriter. Find her at plumes underscore music on Instagram. This is Radio Flom. Some of you may notice our episodes are longer lately. Some of you may not have noticed. Some of you might have noticed other things, like the electrical hum going on in the background. Regardless of your awareness and where you are and what you're doing and who you are and where you may be, remember Radio Flom is like radio. You can turn it on and off and on and off and off again somehow. But in the end, listen to it in bits, in bites, in segments, in chomps. Be like the saying and only consume how much your mind can obtain. Or listen to everything you can and then keep going. Keep consuming. Because in the end, Radio Flom is like many things. Like an art gallery containing several pieces you can enjoy, each on their own, but as a whole, or the scattered thoughts that you have throughout the day while in the end make up a greater picture as you go to bed and dream, or like the threatening letters you may or may not be currently receiving from Shark about how we need longer content and profile more flamas and that my job is never done and I have to constantly be on this microphone hypothetically, as we put out less frequently. Or the bundle of kittens, while each adorable on their own, make up a litter and a stress-free environment. Where are you listening to Radio Flom? In your favorite easy chair? Or... Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America. From border to border and coast to coast and all ships at sea. Let's go to Rome. Before anyone expected it, salads over Italy were being tossed in more ways than one. Julius Caesar, on return from conquest of Gaul, brought many troops home with him in his bid to maintain political power. An illegal move that not everyone agreed with. Pompey was the main opponent, and after four long-ass years, no more republic. Rome had its first emperor, which lasted until some stabbiness happened in their senate a year later. Brutus, how dare you? But dare he did. Great Britain! Politics and religion are really strange bedfellows. And the big monarch at the time, Charles I, demanded to rule over Parliament while the politicians wanted to govern as governors do. The English Civil War that followed was supposed to be quick, but ended up as a quadrennial quandary, with Wales, Scotland, and Ireland involved. Who will win this showdown of power and control? In the end, Parliament came out on top, ensuring monarchs like Henry VIII were definitely a thing of the past. And even today, monarchs of the great United Kingdom look great, wave, and spend a lot of time in the gossip rags. Kansas, 1747. So, who makes the calls now? For three years, the Choctaw Civil War was a battle over trade with both French and British colonists. Though, after a series of bloody battles, the French POV seemed to win out. For a time. Modern Greece, 1823. Yes, it's land versus sea as continental Greece goes up against the ship owners. Then it was so nice they did it twice. Two civil wars back to back. Then Egypt got involved just as smoke was clearing. Smoking, so bad for you. Opportunities avail. Mother Russia. It's a rose gallery of who's who in red and white, with the reds carrying giant triangle wedges to beat the whites into submission. Before they were made into a bunch of statues that fell like dominoes, Vladimir Lenin and his band of Bolsheviks swiftly took over Russia, or so they thought. The powers that were not the Tsar and his kin had other thoughts. 
It came down to Red Army versus White, as the new era swept through what would become a new Soviet utopia, which lasted a short time until absolute dictator strongman Joseph Stalin slammed his fist on a giant wood desk, erasing foes and allies alike, deciding enough was enough. Stalin viciously turned communism into a way of life and word hated worldwide. All behind an iron curtain were walls trapped comrades within, who really wanted to be out amongst the freedoms enjoyed elsewhere. Such a chilly, cold time indeed. This is Radio Flom. The pleasures of Soho. London. The Soho Dots are back. This is the new Wolf Black remix of Stripper. Hey.
And now, a very important message from Kiefer Sutherland. Hello, I'm Kiefer Sutherland. You may know me as the rough-and-tumble Jack Bauer of the Television's 24, where I won an Emmy Award, a Golden Globe, two Screen Actor Guild Awards, two Satellite Awards. Or you may remember me as the highly educated, but in over his head, President Tom Kirkman in the CBS Netflix political drama series Designated Survivor where I betrayed President Tom Kirkman, who was President of the United States of America, but only on television, or your computer, because it streams. Or you could remember me as River Phoenix in The Lost Boys, the wonderful coming-of-age film directed by Michael Meathead Stavitz, where I got to break not one, but both ankles of Sony Colerone so he wouldn't escape from this panic room I set up for him. With an Academy Award-winning actress, Kathy Bates, owner of the Bates Motel. I also played the lovable band leader, John Ace Merle, in the Joel Schumacher vehicle, Christine, alongside Corey Hain, Corey Hart, and the legendary Marty Feldman. My rendition of Putting on the Ritz is still considered a comedy classic, and trust me, it still is. Did you know, the only photo taken by Billy the Kid wasn't even a photo at all, but a tiny type created on a Remington typewriter stolen from a military sniper named Buckshot Rogers? And for those two movies, I played Josiah Emmett, Doc Brown, whose job it was to remove actual buckshots from Charlie Sheen's rather full of holes ass. I said at the time, never use young guns, right before some kiddo poked out my left eye. Or my right eye. Everything is backwards thanks to Instagram. At one time... I even had the honor of playing a genuine Three Musketeer all by myself because someone forgot to call Chris O'Donnell who was trying to rip the nipples off his Batman costume and Charlie Sheen was out milking a tiger because he hated Barbara's Hershey bars. Well, at least I think that's what he said. But I'm not here to talk about my career even though I once recorded a country album down in a hole while I was down in a hole. Today, I'd like to address an issue that has been plaguing everyone whose lives are affected by... I I forgot what I was going to say. This has been a very important message from Kiefer Sutherland. You are listening to Radio Flom. From Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world. I have been alive 
for a long time. More than I thought maybe. And throughout my life, the way in which I'm viewed in my country has not changed much. It's changed, but not much. And it just ain't right. So make it so. Just make it so. No patience, no tomorrow, no next week, because I've heard all that before, and we're here now. And this just ain't right. Feeling vilified, demonized, criminalized, or in English, treated as if you're a partial human. It just ain't right. What do I say? Make it so. Make it so. Why, after all these years, is it still not right? Why would I have hope? Why would I have belief when so often it's expressed to me in no uncertain terms? Not to myself, maybe directly, but also directly sometimes but through the actions of the world in, in places that are maybe not near to me. But the anxiety, the pain, the difficulty is very near. It permeates my existence. So all of this talking about what we might do tomorrow what will come in the next times to be is grand. But just make it so. Really, stand up. Think about your words constantly and your actions and be true to what I hear some saying that this is a world of equals. I'm an old man. I'm a really old man. And it's just a shame to think I would die in my country as a partial human being. Lord help us. It just ain't right. Heath Street, Off Wonderland, Paul Willis' final album. Uh, the green awaits, couldn't sleep away the dream of days Couldn't ride through Bromley Heath without a key to stay Summer heat ablaze, my OGs, kept they beef away From the kids who couldn't claim the corners they patrol Had to move 
through clicks trying to crash the code. No one knew where I lived, that was tactical. I'm practically an anomaly, actual dramatic comedy. Miracle, I made it out based on my geography. Constantly going back, I know my hood is proud of me. Even when we once weren't free, they're not allowed to be. The murals are coming down the hollow, became Whole Foods. Used to know all of my neighbors, and now I have no clue. Like the scar next to my left eye, couldn't see this coming. Fighting to survive, they hated black kids busting. Ain't it something? My grandma owned a house when the neighborhood was Jewish. Now I can't recognize it as I walk through. Hey, yo, digger, where you from? You gotta take the train the long way round, the long way round, round Heath Street. Yeah, what up? Round Heath Street. What up? Where you from? Hey, yo, nigga, where you from? You gotta take the train the long way round, the long way round, round Heath Street. Yeah, what up? What up? Round Heath Street. Yeah. Growing up, I kept both of my eyes open. Car slipping, and your whole set get put on notice. Children dying like the plague, and I'm checking for the locusts. Stay focused, the angels are waiting for us. Church closed over politics, hood niggas with scholarships. Shout out to Philippe for acknowledgement. Round hill stealing bikes, and we stuck them in the basement. Wherever Kamaya went, we chased them. But things changed when you move from around the way. Smooth slid through the park where I knew I couldn't play. Dapped up my nigga Ray, Nelly still second floor. Her sister had a kid, couldn't recognize at all. Empanadas Coco Rico from the corner store. And I just wanted more of what I knew from before. Before Airbnb couldn't be in the hood. And rolling papers now replaced backwards. Hey, yo, nigga, where you from? You gotta take the train the long way round, the long way round, round Heath Street. Yeah, what up? Round Heath Street. What up? Where you from? Hey, yo, nigga, where you from? You gotta take the train the long way round, the long way round, round Heath Street. Yeah, what up? Round Heath Street. Yeah, where you from? As a kid, I knew all the ins and outs. To avoid the gang gangs, went a different route. Moving through neighborhoods, had to switch my style. Never drawing attention, was critical. Cops kill a child and do it with a smile. Kids killing kids, man, we missing out. See, I've done some dumb shit as a juvenile. But luckily, the consequences wasn't criminal. Good looking now, Angel and Lalito. Big out to Rocky and Lou, you my people. Jod D and D rough. If you feel it, you can speak your answer. And oop, killing shit every weekend. I had Pauline LaRae, Denise from around the way Ace and Katrina when I needed to stay Jose and Slim set me up to win I wouldn't be where I'm at without all of them Hey yo, nigga, where you from? You gotta take the train The long way round, the long way round Round Heath Street, yeah What up, what up? Round Heath Street, yeah Where you from? Hey yo, nigga, where you from? You gotta take the train The long way round, the long way round Round Heath Street Round East Street. What up? Where you from? Download Wonderland at Paul Willis's hiphop.bandcamp.com. You can stream your music, but even one paid album download puts cash in the hands of the artist. Wherever you are. What is the frequency? <laughs> this is Radio Flop. Like we can talk about cowboys being in the street right now, but the truth is, is that they only got to the street corner that they're on now because of the fascist establishments and the fascist policy that has allowed for their birth. We're 
We're in a world now where if you make something up, I'm convinced this is the American way. If you make something up, it's real. I won the election. It must be real. Right? Right? <laughs> and I blame Disney. <laughs> Disney made this whole park and things. It must be real. And Disney did propaganda films. They're the reason that, like, we have McDonald's on every corner. Know that there have been people since before I was a person who was like, nah, we should have a world like this, is so mind-blowing that it does almost sound like a conspiracy theory. But there really is this group of folks that's just sitting around being like, fuck everybody, and a fuck it, and especially fuck you if you're not, if you're not white and straight. And, and half fuck you if you're a woman. Now on Radio Flom, Sacramento-based community and action organizer Mackenzie Wilson. In a discussion with educator Steve Mahalo. What are you talking about? Just to have white supremacy as the nat, like to be a word in national conversation and discourse. To me, I think that is a sign of the times. Like I think people are recognizing that white supremacy isn't just this overt race racist, like a proud boy who's coming out to the Capitol. But white supremacy is found in institutions, you know, from from heteronormativity to the nuclear family to healthcare systems to education systems. I guess if we just want to focus here in our country, that it was that it was founded upon white supremacy and that everything that it has ever built has a legacy and militarized forces that sustain and uplift it. To be on these front lines these days where 10.5% of the population showed up in the name of Black Lives Matter is something that like even my mentors and my elders are saying they've never seen before. So... It's exciting, but it's also very terrifying. I had a great cultural pluralism class. It was, it was one of those classes where suddenly you had to take this, and you're like, why? I, I'm not racist. And then you take the class and you go, holy shit. The teachers didn't shy away. I mean, I'm a history teacher today. I don't shy away from anything because it's like, you should discuss this. You should discuss what created this system. And it's not as simple as an asshole neighbor. Is even our idea and understanding of racism today was only like really pushed down our throats and, and used to brainwash us because class consciousness was actually something that was happening, you know? Um, white and black workers um, in the South were, and, and, the, and, the, and in the colonies were actually beginning to, to revolt back. And so then you had this weird science of eugenics and like all of these really gross, historically, like the things that have been used to shape our current healthcare systems. I mean, there are still third year medical students who think uh, black folks have thicker skin. And that's because of how deep-rooted this idea of white supremacy, how just deep that it really goes. You know, like, it's something that, that when folks came to this country and stole this land, this entitlement they had and this disregard for human life that came with it, that really, I mean, if you even track it back to, like, the to the conquerors of the world, you know, like... Yeah. Like, it never went anywhere. It only... It only they only just found new new countries, new ways, and 
it's never left. It's it's been something that's always been here, and so because of it is it is always going to be a part of the system that it creates. We've been living with fascism for a very long time. It wasn't called fascism. This is the one that just everyone. Ah, if you look at a job. A job is fascist. Yes. You work for us who controls everything you do within legal means. And then there are bosses who control beyond legal means. Tell me about it. It's like this weird, especially because of automation now taking us out of like wage labor out of it. Yeah. It's like reverting back to this weird feudalist society yeah. where it's only run on private property. Yeah. They even taught us this stuff. I mean, totally taught it to a slant. They told the truth, but they told it slant. But, you know, we learned about serfdom. We learned about the feudal era. Like, we we learned about slavery, but somehow we learned about the Trail of Tears, but still somehow got brainwashed and warped into thinking that we broke bread with Native Americans and that, like, Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream came true. Like and The one thing that keeps coming up over and over and over in school is, I didn't know any about this already. I'm really surprised. It's like, you go to college to learn new things. If you're going in there just to support your own beliefs, you're doing this wrong. You're supposed to go to college and find out things you didn't know before. Uh, hopefully, when you listen to this podcast, you find out things you didn't know before. That's That's kind of our thing. Uh, and change your opinion. Oh my God, stubborn people! It's one thing I learned in life, karma-wise, is some of the some of the most stubborn people in my family have died from stubbornness. They refuse to get checked for cancer. They don't think there's anything wrong with them. They think it's a flaw to be ill. Uh, it's it's just constant. The entire social engineering and weird process that we've all been put through you know where like everything from being told that illness is is a weakness I mean and and just to see the kinds of ways that they're forced to have to change their conversation because you know like my grandfather um who was a schizophrenic was a paranoid schizophrenic who ended up like shooting himself in the head you know and and at that, those times there was nothing anybody could do you know, there was, and, and now to see like just mental health being talked about in a way different way now, but still, it's still all this like weird, you're not okay. There's something wrong with you, you know, instead of like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing to cause so much mental health and, instab- and instability for people? You know, like nurse ratchet was not a uh, character of the seventies. Uh, Nurse Ratchet is still out there. Um, The same thing with care homes. Uh, There were nurses that kind of tortured my dad when he ended up in his first care home. We were able to move him before he passed away, but uh, it was just like, are you kidding me? You know, one of my friends the other day said to me that it's so weird (laughs) that, that now we've come to a point to where we no longer want discourse. We no longer want to conversate with each other. We would rather beat the shit out of each other in the streets. And and that, to me, screams volumes, you know, when we, when we talk about, like, we're the most beautiful thing. And I've seen, I've seen doing community organizing, I've seen some of the most beautiful things created by people to help people. But it's because we are literally combating the things that people created to fucking kill people. So it's, it's, 
it's so nutty, you know, and then to be standing half the, oftentimes, whether it's on the other side of, a, of an officer or currently yeah. right now in these moments, a proud boy, it's like, there's still a difference, you know, there's still a difference between us and you. Like I, I look at even the way that they comment on their social medias or, or, you know, like they're like, run them over with a car, bring, bring your gun to the protest. We're going to go hunt Antifa. Um, when like all the leftists I know are like, mm-hmm. uh, let's build mutual aid systems and alternative systems and, <laughs> and stop killing unarmed black people. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like I haven't heard none of my leftist friends have been like, I'm going to go cat me a fucking proud boy. Like that just hasn't, that's just not something that we're talking about because because I think some of us really do want to live in that world because we do believe in what it is that we can do together. Liberation, I think, is going to be a constant struggle. But the truth is, is like when what we're asking for are basic human rights, like healthcare, education and housing, like it's not too hard to get behind. And I think it's really helpful that we're going to be able to have like this this really healing conversation when we talk about housing, education and healthcare because of how rooted in white supremacy and the patriarchy and toxic masculinity like that it is, you know, like we're going to be forced to talk about how racist healthcare and housing and education are when we start seeing everybody ripped out of their homes because the government's not coming to save them, you know, like, like it's nuts. And then you're going to like, even this shit, you know, and all of this whole conversation is just like making my, like brain shoot off in different directions. Cause I'm just like, God, it's only gotten this bad because of like what they're telling us is going on. You know what I mean? Like, like the fuck you people who aren't wearing a mask. The only reason you're not wearing a mask is because somebody downplayed it for you because what didn't want to do was cause a panic because what they didn't want to do was destroy capitalism in the process. You know, like, Like for them, it's only about maintaining these systems of power and systems of money. And you can see that when this, the blue collar class is being, you know, sent to the slaughter while there's a deadly pandemic going on. And, and when the headlines change from everybody should stay home to, okay, fuck it. We got to get this economy open. If 95% of us wear masks, or I mean, if, if all of us wear masks, 95% of us less will die. I haven't gotten beat up yet in the store, but I'm high risk. I'm diabetic. Uh, my immune system is shot. Most of my food is coming through deliveries now. That frustrates me like crazy because I can't get a lot of things I need. Every now and then I do have to go to the store. So I pull out the N95 masks that we ordered because of all the fires a couple of years ago. <laughs> so how did you get an N95 mask? Oh, the state has been on fire, but no one seems to think it's a problem. Um <laughs> climate refugee was trending on twitter after the california after like ten thousand lightning bolts hit hit the ground overnight you know like i know the store and there's the guy walking around with his nose out and i got pretty pissed off i mean i see them and i glare at them and i guess i've worked out a pretty good glare because i'm a teacher it's just sort of like you fucker because what goes through my head is you could kill me right now and get away with it you can and that's it. it's the perfect murder if you think about it they do 
they do get away with it. I went to one grocery store where the owner didn't put up the shields because he didn't believe in them. And I just remember saying to the employee there, your owner's a fucking asshole. I am my angry side. It'll come out. We're angry modern artists over here at Flom. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, here's the thing I heard works now. I heard this on NPR. Uh, if you're near someone not wearing a mask uh, and you have your, just start coughing your ass off right in front of them. Just, just let it fly. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> We have to be tricked into doing things. This is one thing I learned about teaching. We're not going to do it to help other people. We have to find a selfish reason to and do it. And that is something that is just so American because, you know, the rest of the world is not responding this way. Like the rest of the world is like, oh, if if I'm an, a, like, I don't give a fuck if I'm asymptomatic. If I go around, I could kill a grandma. You know, let me, let me not. And then not to mention their socialized governments. You know, like, really, we're just sending boxes of food to the door while we're freaking out on how we're going to pay 25% of our rent. And then when the other 75% gets converted into civil, gets converted into civil debt and we're sued. Actually, I think that we've been actually in the middle of a civil war since COVID came out. And we just don't know that it's our government. You know what I mean? Like, we just, like, between eco-fascism, between, like, it's, it just, they don't care. They don't care about us. And and unless we're willing to, like, start to build alternative systems to replace their systems of power, then there's no point. You know what I mean? Like, then I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing with yourself if if you don't care that 10 years from now, we will be in the middle of such a climate disaster, like, such disaster is not even a word big enough for it. You know, like, catastrophe still doesn't seem to really just get what, I'm trying to put out there. And if you don't understand that like something significant has to change now, and that includes about your own self and the way that you've been living your life, then, then I, then I just continue to wonder like, what's the point? What are you doing this for? Like, what do you wake up every day and go to work and have kids and, you know, work every day until you're fucking broken and you can't work. And then you get by in your shitty social security check until you die. Like, what is the point? And are you okay with that? Like, are are you okay with that? I, I, I'm starting to think that they're not when I'm seeing 10.5% of the population showing up in the middle of a rebellion, in the middle of a pandemic. But but there must be a significant amount of people who are like... There's, there's, there's rationales no, for cool. all of it. And we can rationalize anything. Uh, remember, we believe what we make up. <laughs> so it's like... I don't believe that's a problem. I'm like the world I'm living in. I don't even recognize, you know, and it's all because of this. It's because of people and their right to their opinions, their, their right to their beliefs. When I'm like, I don't think that you even really like understand what that means. You know, like there really are objective truths and, and rights and wrongs and, and, coronavirus is real there's these these things that i'm just like how can we argue them and then you hear hear just the awful rhetoric that comes back you know like even on these front lines dealing with these fucking bra boys like they're screaming at you uh that that you're all commies and that we all love china and and like but the truth is is they can't even tell me what communism is no, 
And that's what blows my mind because you have a phone in your pocket. Look it we, up. we have a communism expert on our podcast, uh, Paul, who covers the Russian avant-garde. And he's like, if you're going to call me a communist, you have to describe to me what communism is prior to 1927. Like what? It's an economic system. Do you understand economic systems and that capitalism is currently in its late stage? Like that we're not even fighting for the end of capitalism anymore, that it is ending and they're literally just waking you up and using you as a pawn because the fascists literally need a part of the working class in order to overthrow and make sure that the next economic system is one that relies only on private property. Like, do you, I don't understand why that's so hard. You like conspiracy fucking theories, QAnon? Like, I got a bunch for you. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. The term's know-it-alls. I've grown up with a lot of know-it-alls. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to believe it was true. And then I started questioning stuff. And I I, I think everyone has the ability to do independent thought. So imagine every single person you know and knows how we follow trends. We follow how things are done. We we want the simple way out. So we because we'll explode if we take in all the information. It really is a very powerful system that can control large populations. Yeah, or even you know Andrew Bernay, who like decided that and currently or not decided. Figure wrote a manual that actually talks about how to brainwash America into voting in a two party system, and then boom, yeah. it happened. You know, like, uh, like I that. Hate this. And he was a, a major American propagandist. I hate to say this. I, I think Trump is like a Shakespeare character because I don't think he's as stupid as he is, but I think his ego causes him to be. Because um, when we did our War of the Worlds episode, I was actually editing his speech to fit the episode because there's, <laughs> there's a scene with the president. And I kind of went through it and... Uh, and that's the same thing. The left could go, oh, we hate him. He's an idiot. No, he's a very good speaker. Uh, he's very good at simplifying the language and repeating it so people understand. Mm -hmm. I could see how people can get seduced by the way he talks. There is a tempo to the way he speaks, and it's well studied. It's well done. If only it was used for good. Well, I mean, the, the truth is, like, this was what he was meant for, you know, like, like I said, when I like when when we talk about the fact that, and this is why a civil war is even possible, right? Is there's such gaping holes in our current economic, social, and political systems, and um, and and to say that like the economic system is being forced to change because for thousands of years, but specifically under capitalism, those couple hundred, like automation has taken us out of the economic system. So if we are not producing, then we can't consume, which is how we've gotten this whole new class of workers, which includes everyone from our unhoused neighbors to students who will forever be in, you know, uh, in student debt and things like that. Um, low wage workers, gig economy workers, things like that. The, 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 you know, the single mom who, who just can't afford to pay her rent, you know, these, these people all make up the new class and, and when they and they see this happening, right? These elite, these 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 people in charge, the bourgeoisie, the the fascists, you know, they see this happening, and and they know that the, the divide is happening. They know that that a a social revolution and upheaval is about to take place, and so in order to stay on top, they literally needed to agitate their far right 
fascist base. And that's what Donald Trump was for. What is going on out on the street? Uh, I marched with you right after Trump got elected. Feeling just the energy from the group when you're marching is just incredible. And uh, what I remember is you you have a very good way of keeping the cops off to the side. Or you did. So what's going on now? <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, um, I mean, I, I think since Trump got elected, I think the whole world has been kind of like arms up, you know, just taking those punches as they came. I think, Yeah. Um, you know, at, at least here locally, we, we had everything, you know, like we had the, we had the ice occupation you know, around those kids being um, in cages, still in cages, kids are still in cages, um, to, to, you know, then we had Stefan Clark, you know, and then you had George Floyd, which here locally erupted in, in, a, in into a lot of like on the ground game, you know, going on from, from a local defund conversation to a local people's budget conversation to, people getting involved in, in ways that they'd never been before. And so I think that that speaks a lot to the kind of the kind of efforts that went into taking Trump out of office. I mean, we've seen more votes than we have in the last couple of elections. This time around, people who normally don't vote or who normally don't really care all of a sudden, you know, did. And and, and now and what's really cool about that is once these folks wake up, they never get to go back to bed. So that means that they're radical is only that means they're only going to become more and more radical as they go, because the truth is, is like and I think it's why we're here. I think a lot of organizers were sitting God, I, I, me, myself, I was sitting in meetings weeks before the election and we were like, what are we going to do? We don't want to be reactionary, but the truth is, is we don't know who's going to win and we don't know who's going to be in the street because of it. You know, if Trump wins, that means we hit the streets. If Biden wins, that means that these people hit the streets. And like we spoke about earlier, these people want to come out and kill people. You know, <laughs> like, like I don't want city council to be a thing anymore, but I'm not like going in there to shoot them. You know what I mean? Like, this is so different for us based on the way that they're coming out. And so because of it, we weren't sure what, what to do. You know, we also know that, that the conversation being had here on a national discourse level of white supremacy and, and now the hyper escalate, the hyper acceleration of poverty because of COVID. Like we know that the Dems aren't going to come and save anybody. We know that they don't have any intention to save anybody's housing, to give anybody food, water, or education, or health care. I mean, just since May of 2020, we've seen over 150 anti-fascist, anti-racist protesters killed in the streets. Like, we talk about a civil war, but we can't even have a proper one until there's two competing economic systems. And until we've built our own economic system that doesn't rely on the current capitalist one, then we're pretty much just sitting in the street fighting each other, picking each other off. I'll tell you one take I have is I believe in the two-party system because I love it when people rein me in when I get extreme. So (laughs) that's how I relate to stuff. So, But I actually do believe in the two-party system working together, but it hasn't been like that for a long time. And I don't think it ever was like that. 
I don't think I ever was either. Yeah, it's just like okay, I I've read your manifesto. I've read the right. I've read I've read the Republicans uh, side. I've read the Democrat side. I I actually believe in a little bit of both. I think I don't think there's an absolute for either side. And uh, it's kind of like what we're talking about here. Don't just read the stuff that supports your opinion. <laughs> that's the that's really, I think, the secret of life. It's like go look into other points of views. On a side note, I I ended up as a designer for a Republican magazine <laughs> years ago, <laughs> and I want I want it actually really opened my eyes because I walked into the interview <laughs> and funny. refused to work for them. And they talked me into it. And it was kind of interesting because I, I really learned their point of view. Even the Civil War and the end of slavery was a conversation that began on the, at least for the elites, right? Because I'm, I'm sure for people have always been fighting against um, uh, their oppression. And which brings me to the point of like the cotton gin. Yeah. You know, it was the invention of the cotton gin and the fact that they were about to have an entire black workforce that they neither needed to introduce into the workforce through wage labor or needed to get rid of because otherwise, I mean, and not to say that they were being housed and closed by any great means, but like that's otherwise it's cost them money to keep these bodies around. And, and that, I mean, and that's when abolitionists were able to really hook in there and abolish slavery for the first time uh, under the way that we've been able to do it, you know, over the last like 10,000 years. But like, that was the conversation, right? Like that, that was what was happening. That the industrialists were saying, nah, we don't need this labor anymore. And the South was like, nah, this is our power. This is how we built this country. And that's what even led to a civil war. And so yeah. and if you take a look at like where we are now, right, in late stage capitalism, where we have an, in a massive way, even this exponentially exponentially grow. Um I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied. We're already the farmers. We're already the doctors. We're already the teachers. We're already the caretakers. We're already these things. And when we bring up that concept of like left and right, like people like to look at it as like a line when actually like it's like it's more like a sphere. The difference between a leftist and a, and a person on the right is like, don't get it twisted. They want to uphold white supremacy, racism, um, and oppression in all of its forms. But they're also anti-government. They're also anti. Some of them are anti-police. Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, as completely different they were as they were talking about it, they were actually saying the same things. You know, the jobs are gone, people are poor, and and so I do think that we have a lot of unlearning to do, even on the left. Like, how am I supposed to like? How am I supposed to expect my community to come together in times of need if I'm not even willing to sit down with that with that Trumper? I'm not going to say he's a proud boy because if you're a fucking proud boy, you're too far gone that you just need to be punched. You know, like if you really think that white people should inherit the earth, like you need to be fucking punched. But <laughs> but if you're like a Republican who's like, just respect my opinion and doesn't understand the concept of privilege or white privilege, mm -hmm. um, then I think there's more, there's more unlearning and more of a conversation 
that can be had with you. And it does kind of give me a little hope when we are having these massive conversations and calling each other out and to see what kinds of numbers are coming out into these streets these last few months against this shit. Because when I do dream and know in that dream that we're already these people that take care of ourselves, you know, we are the ones who feed each other. We are the ones who like, we already do these, these things. So it's actually not so scary when we talk about how to build new systems. It's just a matter of getting people on the same page with an alignment of values and principles. And the difference between us is like, if you think that queer people, trans people, black people, brown people are like beneath you in any way, then you need to kick rocks. But if you believe that housing is a human right, because like all of us, you know, all of us deserve a home. I don't, I don't know who convinced us that I have to pay for everything on my body from the clothes I wear to the fucking food I eat to the, you know, the house I have to live in. Otherwise your pigs outside are going to cite me and take all my fucking tent and take all my tents and sleeping bags. Like <laughs> if you take a look at where we are now with our removal from the economy through automation and the exponential growth that automation even had due to COVID, like, like it does, it sets the grounds for us to be able to introduce these news, these new ideas. The fact that we are leaving the workforce, the fact that we have no connection to the economic system means that a revolution is inevitable. I, as a leftist, am sitting here among great minds who, who are dreaming bigger than, than I've ever been able to dream before. And I've been a community organizer for years now and i've been you know wanting to have these intense conversations for years now and to be sitting here and actually having them to me screams volumes it's going to take something big for for us to win because we're out resourced we're definitely not outnumbered but we're definitely out resourced and and don't have access to the means of production but we're scrappy and we literally give a fuck you know like when these people are like oh just go kill each other in the streets and we're like no let's figure out how to feed and house each other like i know it sounds really cheesy but like love really does trump hate Listening to Radio Flom. From the eastern tip of Brazil. Beatrice waves and poisoned wine. Dancing away.
Beatrice Waves can be found at beat 3 underscores Ritz on Instagram and Poisoned Wine Project on Facebook. As the day fell, the flash of civil war started in a parking lot in Lodi, California. The demeanor of a very proud boy changed when the Kohl's department store closed an hour early, an obvious rebuke to the hours posted on the door, an inconvenience that broke the back of a camel, which in this case took the form of a cigarette. A fiery brawl followed that included up to three people and a barking dog. The police arrived, sided with the guy draped in an American flag, broke it up, and that was about it. Though as an analogy for today, the flash meant something else. But nobody really understood the meaning beyond. We are open again tomorrow at 8. Fighting for their country, and for more than their country. Fighting for an idea. The idea bigger than the country. Without the idea, the country might have remained only a wilderness. Without the country, the idea might have remained only a dream. The bird of the country is a big bird. Smart. Yellow. And able to recite the alphabet very well. Rex, do you know what a steer's worth in northern markets? No. It'll bring $40 in hard American cash. $40? $40 a head? That's right. And the people in the north will buy as much beef as we can deliver. Well, I aim to deliver that beef. I'll use all the cash I can accumulate to buy what we need. Their flags were ones of the past, of evil. A swastika that was used as a symbol of one race. One that had already been in power throughout European history. A southern cross that wasn't even part of the original war. Are you boys willing to throw in with me? Well, I'm game, Ross. So am I. Count on me. Good. We've a lot of hard work ahead of us, boys. But we'll be working for the South. With a rebel yell, they cried more, more, more. Carter's Little Liver Pills. First, because Carter's start the vital digestive juice flowing, usually within 30 minutes. Second, because Carter's gently help you to that glorious feeling that goes with regularity. Remember, many ordinary simple laxatives don't, but Carter's Little Liver Pills do give this two-way treatment. So take genuine Carter's Little Liver Pills as directed tonight. Hey, farm listeners. My name is Mackenzie Wilson, and... I'm calling for it with an ask from any one of y'all, if y'all can help me. The truth is, is, I've always been an artist, but one of my favorite mediums is clay and ceramics. The truth is, is the accessibility of kilns and 
selling wheels and things like that is oftentimes kept me from being able to to make the things that I love. But recently somebody gave me a kiln for free to use and now the only thing I need is a wheel. Did I already say starving artist? Emphasis on the starving and like exclamation point after the artist. <laughs> but yeah, I was wondering if any of you flom helper of flom listeners could help. Looking for a throwing wheel. If you have any leads on one, or and preferably free, but even within a reasonable price, can shoot Flom a text or give Flom a call. They've already agreed to send your information my way, and we can coordinate what's going on. But yeah, I thought it was worth a shot. Thanks for listening, and keep flamming on. It's confusing. Black Lives Matter was also at the siege of Capitol Hill. This is reliable information. Antifa was also in the siege of Capitol Hill. This is reliable information from someone who was fucking there. Now, Trump. Now that could be a name, sure. Why don't all the Trump people go to the fucking Capitol Hill, all of them, all of them who stood in the fucking arenas and this and that, and take the Congress, not the Senate, the Congress. And you go to Capitol Hill, you go into the Congress, and then you go to the Senate, not the Senate first and then the Congress. Okay, now then you turn left and you go through the fucking, uh, you know, the little, with the, the, the little things, you know, the, the, where you have to walk in between, you can't cross that, you know, you have to, and you can't steal the fucking furniture, it's expensive fucking furniture, it doesn't match your fucking Ikea. Leave it, leave the furniture, leave the sculpture, leave Lee! Have you been checking the messages? I thought you were. What's that electric hum? Rushing around in a crowd, can't see anything. Because you're everyone Eyes in the time Through the rise Like a photograph Running your heart alive Resort. 
was Modern Mimes with their latest Face Down. Modern Mimes can be found on Instagram and Spotify and in all the cool places. Good evening, America and the world, from border to border and coast to coast and all ships at sea. Let's go to Ireland. It's 1922, and it's civil war. The Irish Revolution and no more king. But who will win the hearts of this free country? It became the pro-treaty free state forces versus the IRA, the Irish Republican Army. And they were fighting for more than potatoes here. And with an extra bang-bang weapon provided by the British government, the free state forces win everything. Will the IRA walk away from this? Tune in to actual history to find out. In the meantime, Paraguay, 1922. Cancel culture is on the ballot, the ballot being no ballot at all. Enough is enough, states former President Eduardo Scherer, who really wants voting to happen. It all comes down to force countering force, as Scherer's supporters claim to fight for the common good. Though they were routed next year, the status quo remained. Uh-huh. It's business as usual until Paraguay's next civil war coming in 1947. Beijing, China, 1901. Anti-imperialist, anti-foreign, and anti-Christian, these words mean war. The righteous and harmonious fists called boxers took on the foreigners. An eight-nation alliance of American, Austro-Hungarian, British, French, German, Italian, Japanese, and Russian troops. Chaos, and technically an occupational foreign win, and the result was a weekend dynasty, but... The concept of turning China into a colony, or colonies, became more of a difficult concept to the powers of the Western world. So, yay for China. Central America and the Caribbean, 1898-1934. Peeled, sliced, and mashed. The Banana Wars. The U.S. military spent a lot of time after the Spanish-American War playing Empire, opening their own Banana Republic store before Banana Republic would open stores. Avoiding slipping on the peels, the U.S. was taking over islands and countries, tropical trades, making sliced bananas part of the Kellogg's comfortable-to-eat complete breakfast at vinyl tablecloth table stateside. All the smoothies today benefit from the banana wars, as does Kirk Cameron, who still thinks God was behind all of it, leading children to use phones as bananas and bananas as phones. So appealing. Hello, the citizens of the internet. You're listening to Radio Flom. Hi, Yazid. Um, welcome to Radio Flom. I'm Paul from um, London. Where are you coming from? Thank you very much. I come from Saudi Arabia, from the eastern region, uh, from a city called Al Khobar. London has been here so long that you're not surprised. The whole streets are also new. The Radio Flom talks. Between England and Saudi Arabia, Paul and Yazid Al-Shidi, here, now.
So, so we're both on Instagram. So my account's Malevich Squared. I focus on the Russian avant-garde and abstract art, the beginnings of it via Malevich. And, and uh, it, it turns out that that started in 1915 in, uh, in Russia and it still continues today. So tell us about you. I graduated uh, architecture in 2018. I was uh, interested in arts from a very young age and being an artist was more important to me than being an architect. But, uh, you know... Architectural education and some some interest in Arabic calligraphy and that uh, squeezed out an artist in the end. Um, so how, how does the architecture then uh, find its way into your sort of paintings and your art? My art is a result of many things. Architecture is definitely one of them. When we arrange spaces, we think in terms of masses, and the, the mass can get very complicated. But when we're in the early stages and the early design stages, and I think the architects listening to this will agree, we only give a rough shape like a rectangle or a square. And this idea relates to me in my paintings. When we set the general lines or the big lines of the painting, we think in a more broad way, like the painting you showed me in the beginning, for example. The Malevich painting from, uh, you know, uh, yeah, from, from 19 sort of 16, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Milovic, when, when he painted this, he set very large lines in the beginning, um, setting his grids, his guidelines, and then went on to create the smaller pieces that will eventually balance this painting out. Yeah, he had a very interesting process. These processes, he does a sketch first, and does it quickly because his argument is that if you sketch something there's less uh, stop there's less interference so when you're painting on canvas it stops you because you're having to sort of uh, draw on, on a big canvas so he starts on a little piece of paper first and does it very quickly so intuitive thinking comes in rather than then it's um, sort of stopped by oh I've got to draw this line on a yeah. piece of canvas so what so when you're painting do you start with a canvas or do you start with sketches or or, or make sure that. I never start immediately with a canvas or even when I'm doing digital work, I never start with a computer. What I usually start with is a very small piece of paper, like you said. So, sort of letting my hand think instead of my brain because, you know, it's, it's a visual art. So it's really interesting. So there's a connection there between you and architecture and there's a connection there with Milevich that definitely started with the sketches before he went onto the canvas. So there's a, there's a thing about, you know, sort of no delay between your hand and the piece of paper. So, so there's a, a creativity that's intuitive, but then refought through and honed and, and into the final product. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the influence of Kandinsky on you. So I went on with this idea to transform Arabic calligraphy to abstract art. I researched Kandinsky and learned a thing or two about composition and backgrounds and colors. And actually, the color scheme that I used in those six artworks were 100% inspired from Kandinsky's paintings. My love for candy came from a quote that said, music is the ultimate teacher. Without, without talking about his colors or his compositions or his lines or anything. I even attempted an artwork that was inspired by music, which if you look at it, it's very Kandinsky. I'm going to share it with you later. That'd be fantastic. So the other thing is, and I think the thing that we've been holding back on is about um, Arabic calligraphy. And there's more than one. So tell us the one that interests you and also sort of educate us a little bit on it. 
Arabic calligraphy started with one script. It wasn't actually an, uh, uh, an art form. There was the first um, script that was came to the Arabic culture. It's called uh, the Kufic from Kufa. It was the script that was used to write the first copy of the Holy Quran. It was very rough and very rigid and geometric, and it did not have any dots. In the Arabic alphabet, you'll find many dots. So the Kufic script was the script used to write. And then later they came up with new ways of writing. They actually introduced a new script to cipher messages from one leader to another without having the civilians recognize what, what is written. It looked a lot like the cursive writing in English. It's called the Diwani script. Um, then the Arabic or the Muslim uh, artist faced a dilemma that drawing um, human forms or sculptures was not uh, allowed for religious reasons. Uh, and, you know, naturally the artist needs to express themselves. So they went on to create geometry. They went on to create these patterns that you'll see in Andalusian architecture. Then they discovered uh, artistic writing, uh, a.k.a. the calligraphy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was then when they created more scripts that have many uses. The uh, the traditional or the six main scripts, Kufic, that I talked about, the Farsi, which came from Persia, uh, and then uh, Naskh. I can spell that for you in the in the messages later. <laughs> and Riqa, Riqa is a form of fast writing, uh, and later on it was developed to be uh, artistic writing. And then my favorite, which is called Thuluth. A Thuluth literally means uh, one third. This name came from the angle of the calligraphy pen that is one third of its width. Then the last one and the most recent one uh, created is the square Kufic. And the square Kufic is just like the traditional Kufic, but it's geometric. You're going to see it uh, used in the more modern uses, like building facades, logos, etc. How does the calligraphy go into your paintings? So I was practicing compositions and then like I do with architecture, I try to balance this artwork, the composition with squares and then you know the light bulb got, comes in, in above your head and i had an idea to do something with this just the squares these uh, abstracted lines become a, an artwork but then i took this piece of paper and crumbled it put it in my backpack and forgot about it uh, it was only two years later someone saw it at home and said this is a very nice artwork and then i decided to go ahead and publish i was afraid of making a mistake or doing something wrong, which we know in arts, there are, there are no mistakes. But that was an encouragement for me to go on and interact with the art community, etc., etc. Wow. So that's really interesting. You know, the, the piece of paper sitting in the bag for two years comes out, you get some feedback on it, and it's like your world changes. Wow. That unique perspective from that person, which I'm eternally grateful for, that saw this potential in um, an abstract of calligraphy which which is a very radical idea and actually that that moment is what started the collection tajreed that i talked to you about i'm gonna relate this to what i said previously about um, the muslim artist or the muslim builder that could not use human forms or human figures in their art or architecture if you see these uh, murals these uh, mosaic tiles and if you see these engravings and decorations it's all inspired from nature and geometry all these things connect time and time again in different ways and create a burst of creativity so we're all connected through art that's the greatest thing i even uh, read about melovich um, inspiring his paintings from 
building top views and maps and street layouts. There are endless sources of abstract art that we see every day, but there comes an artist that looks at something and says, this is artistic. So we're just talking a little bit now, just to sort of come to a final bit about Malevich. When I saw the red squares, the eight red rectangles, his famous painting. The very famous one, isn't it? Yeah, from 1915. Yeah. yeah, and I read something about this, that it was inspired from aerial views of a city. And it makes perfect sense to me, because you see streets and you see buildings in between these um, red rectangles. And we even might assume that it's his neighborhood or his street where he lives. So we, we see everyday stuff, but then comes fascinating person like Milovic and says this can be a painting. Exactly, and very quickly he moves beyond that and he starts looking at dynamism of the futurists, so he has a dynamic suprematism, he starts adding more colours in, originally he starts titling them like Aeroplane, when he created the red square, he called that, you know, the uh, the peasant woman, you know. Um, so are we looking down on the peasant woman? Why is she just a red square? You know, he's got so many sort of influences. But the key thing for an artist is to pick something out, out of life and create something new with it, isn't it, really? Yeah, definitely. See, Malevich was all about, well, you know, I'm the black square and everything starts from the black square. And, you know, and that's interesting. Kandinsky's all about, well, this is all about music, movement and that kind of stuff. Even these famous paintings are called compositions and, you know, that that kind of thing. You know, he's linking it to music. But what's really interesting is everyone can see something different in those. You know, the black square is something to hang the rest of art, you know, to start art again. You know, Kandinsky, he might say music, but everyone will hear a different piece of music in every painting that they see. And they say, oh, I know what he's getting at here but you know for example um he sees drums as circles i see drums as squares yeah these different coding languages and coding issues are different and unique like a fingerprint i created something similar and i put piano notes as circles but someone says circles are drums because of what drums look like and i'm thinking about the sound of a drum looks like a square so it's up for interpretation and everyone can say whatever they want to say and everyone can see whatever they want to see and i also remember showing um, an abstract calligraphy the whole painting was um, originated from a word and i showed this to someone and he saw a building facade so no two people can have one answer for a painting the, the great thing about abstract art, it doesn't reduce you down. It doesn't tell the story. It opens the gateway to creativity. It doesn't close down creativity. Yeah, it's not science. It's not one plus one. And it's not a building. <laughs> and if it was one plus one, it'd be three, four, five, a thousand or infinity. Okay. So great chatting to you. And, you know, let's keep on our conversation. Let's keep on Instagram. And maybe we'll meet instead of virtually one day, we'll meet face to face. That'd be lovely. Yeah, I had a lot of fun chatting with you, Paul. And I intend to do that often. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Bye. Take care. <laughs> And now, Jizz. Postmodern, the remains of Western culture. And what am I, the essence of talus with synthetic limbs? Merely the distorted reproduction of a sculpture. But still I hear the revolution longing ends. A 
futurist reminiscence made by the ether engineers who crafted me like gaulish puppeteers. and the porcelain silhouettes that you cast, yet I have nothing that is meant to last. Returning to my tainted skin, I perceive the silver echoes from the Mecca of the Profane. All transcendental efforts are in vain. The Kirin sheds its tears of melted light. Only in death shall we be alike.
yourself entangled and twined to the ambrosial horror of the plutonic muses, walking through the cemetery's bleeding portal, like a library of human lives, reviving the regurgitated truth, perpetual and mortal, of liquefied consciences reflected in dark waters. White shadows resurrected from sexless bounds to paint the music of their motionless sounds with warm-like lashes and safety pins and shreds of Phoenician dreams. Immured in the sapphire-hungry wall, unchaining to the sound of the ecstatic riot call, warring with bats and bows against the naked machines of biological haze, with screams of an aquatic craze, finding their relief in sugary fondles of nothingness. Wrapped in stellar painted veils, they roam the visible despair in search of invisible bliss. Drunken with organic embers, puking moonlight oceans, radiant and brown, in which their ideals are born and drown. You contaminate the visions of sleeping pyramids, blind them with curtains of optical nerves, prescribing medicinal silver screens against their acidic eyes. Bended matter conceived in anatomical drawings of time, cabaretic verses building up rhythmic palaces in which you have committed the deadly crime of psychotic tongues shooting up new chants, penetrating the orbits of the transgressive core as they tumble back into the depths of dissolute thought, gave their last majestic pulsation, and with a dying ruffle of photonic cries, devoured the earth and infused the skies. This was Postmodern and Drunken, by Giz. Giz is John Gosling and Isabel Zafiron. With visuals posted on the Film der Dunglock by Dole, Diane Ottawa and Olivier Lelong. You are listening to Radio Flum. And we love Giz. Plus one, nine one six, seven four one, two three, nine four. Plus one nine one six seven four one two three nine four. Plus one nine one six seven four one two three nine four. Plus one nine one six seven four one two three nine four. Plus one nine one six seven four one two three nine four. Plus one nine one six seven four one two three nine four. Now, anyway, you look at the art. Now all these Trump people, they can see art, and you get art. Yeah, look at the art. You go look at the art. It's incredible art. Just look at the creepings and the curtains and the fascist symbols next to the Congress or the Senate or the, you know, what what is it again? Oh well, there's fascist symbols there. Oh, fascist, fascist. Axe and and, and the, 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 the the bamboo and shit. As oh, artists, as uh, fashion symbols, uh, we're gonna take him out. We're gonna what? Send him to Italy? What are you gonna do? Now burn it? What are you gonna do now? Hi there. This is Melanie, and I am a professional photographer and illustrator. I was puzzled. Frankly speaking, when I came across my images at your website, 
If you use a copyrighted image without my consent, you need to be aware that you could be sued by the copyright owner. It's unlawful to use stolen images and it's so nasty. I am texting you a link. Check out this document with the links to my images you used at Flum. The battle for modern 1923 and my earlier publications to obtain evidence of my copyrights. Download it now and check this out for yourself. If you don't remove the images mentioned in the document above within the next several days, I'll write a complaint on you to your hosting provider stating that my copyrights have been infringed and I'm trying to protect my intellectual property. And if it doesn't work, you may be pretty damn sure I am going to report and sue you. And I will not bother myself to let you know of it in advance. I think you might be listening to Radio Flum. Maybe. And now, another very important message from Kiefer Sutherland. Hi, my name is Kiefer Sutherland. I'm here to address this envelope, especially the part where the numbers are at the bottom. This is called the zip code. And today, Hardly anyone knows why it's there, and what it's used for. And you know, as an avid fan of texting my buds and zooming Skype so everyone can keep in touch and talk about their careers in movies, television, and streaming content, I'm not sure what those numbers are for either. Because I haven't mailed anything to anyone in a very long time. And this was the plot of the film, The Postman, produced, directed, and starring Kevin Costner, who once went up against Al Capone and lived to make a movie about it, with Sean Connery and Andy Garcia. That's a good idea. We can have the Golden Dawn Greek symbols, which is fascist, on the Capitol Hill Congress or Senate, and the fascist, fascist, the axis with the bamboo. And you get it to the North Pole and have Donald Trump sit on a golden toilet, which is, you know, not very Marie Antoinette. I told you. Get it squared. Get it. Don't see the the, the pipe, the, the the drainage, and the get it decorated. But no. So sit on a fucking toilet, gold, on a skyscraper. I mean, I'm composing here. Well, and get all the fascist symbols, and then Donald Trump rules the North Pole, right? Now I'm getting this all figured out wrong, I guess. So what do you do when you get an excess of wax? You make a candle. When life gives you wax, you make a candle and you make the best out of it. So that's what we did. Dateline Moscow. Well, not Moscow. Let's just say, an undisclosed location. 
Artist and anarchist Nadia Tolokonikova of Pussy Riot recently decided to use her prison skills, where she was forced to produce police uniforms, to create one-of-a-kind, wearable punk art pieces. All monies raised will go to fund Pussy Riot's upcoming audiovisual album. Rage. Every track on the Rage album will be dedicated to a social and political issue. Authoritarianism? self-care, mental health, inequality, as well as the jailing of political opposition leaders. Their Rage music video calling for the release of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny was dropped early, the first of this month, with this statement. We demand the release of a Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, Pussy Riot's Masha Alegina, and all political prisoners, we ask the police to stop beating the protesters and stand together with us, we ask Putin and his team to leave the Kremlin ASAP. For more of Nadia's latest punk art offerings, when available, keep an eye on Instagram.com Destroy the Patriarchy Now. For the latest actions, subscribe to Pussy Riot on YouTube. You too can learn new skills in prison. And always remember, no action is ever too small. Dateline. Your home. As featured in the Radio Flom's Cine episode from last year, in our discussion with screenwriter Jonathan Kiefer. Around the Sun. A love story about not being the center of the universe. Is now streaming via Amazon Prime, Apple TV and Vudu. It wasn't then. But it is now. Dateline, Sacramento. Steve Mahalo likes to randomly create Flom things and the most recent is the Flom 2021 Calendario. Inspired by the work of Italian futurist Fortunato Di Perro, this year's Flom Calendario is a visual representation of 2021 for your wall where you can keep track of days like calendars tend to do, where every day and month is rendered visually just like Mahalo sees them in his head. Yeah, the Flom Calendario. You can really see the months float away to sea gently as ships that are not tied to the docks anymore. Fitting, I suppose. Flom Calendario. Flom released it right after New Year's, instead of last year. Still available as a digital download or large poster print, get your own copy while the year is still hot. Or if the year has already ended, now you can look back and go wow. Did we really make it through all that? Get the info at flom.us stroke calendario. Dateline, Sacramento. Multi-instrumentalisted, multi-hyphenated, existing in pure multimedia. The MC of your dreams. Dutch Falcone is back. His new album is out now. Bloom and Brimstone. Ten tracks from Dutch available on Apple, Spotify, Bandcamp, buy and listen anywhere you can. Except Groove Records in London, they've been missing for yonks. All that said, Dutch Falcone with the brand new Hazar Stomp.
Hello, Radio Flom listeners. Ashley Fry here. Please check out the graphic novel When Stars Are Scattered, written by Victoria Jamison and Omar Muhammad. It's a true account of my friend Omar's experience growing up in Dadaab refugee camp in Kenya. The target audience is children, so it's a great read for kids or families to read together. But it's truly a story for any age, heartbreaking and inspiring. Victoria did a fantastic job helping Omar tell his story. With beautiful illustrations and the simplicity of being a children's book is met with so much depth and heart. So give it a read when stars are scattered, also available in audiobook. Omar is also the founder of the newly established nonprofit called Refugee Strong 
dedicated to empowering students living in refugee camps by helping them achieve an education. Refugee Strong provides supplies and resources, such as desks, notebooks, school books in various subjects, solar lights, and school uniforms, and are working on providing reusable sanitary pads and women's health curriculum for girls. So far, Refugee Strong's work is centered in Dadaab, Kenya, where Omar grew up. Dadaab is the world's largest refugee camp and is home to over 200,000 displaced refugees, mostly those who were forced to flee civil war and famine in Somalia. Education is a key ticket for hope of leaving the camp, and students need access to essential educational supplies to succeed. Check out Refugee Strong at refugeestrong.org and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Refugee Strong. Radio Flaw. All is quiet and still, and that very stillness recalls some sad and painful thoughts. If all the dead could be heaped in one pile and all the wounded be gathered together in one group, the pale faces of the dead and the groans of the wounded would send such a thrill of horror through the hearts of the originators of this war that their very souls would rack with such pain that they would prefer being dead and torment than to stand before God with such terrible crimes blackening their characters. Add to this the cries and wailings of the mourners, mothers and fathers weeping for their sons, sisters for their brothers, wives for their husbands and daughters, for their fathers, and how deep would be the convictions of their consciousness. But enough of these sad thoughts. The stores have been broken open and deprived of everything that was worth a shilling. Such a wreck and ruin I never wish to see again. They had plenty of liquor and laughed, drank and conversed with our men as if they had been friends from boyhood. There's nothing new going on. I'm almost dead to hear from home. I have received no letters in nearly three weeks and you can imagine how anxious I am. The mails are irregular and I hope to get a letter soon. Here was America, the sea, the sky. We came in search of freedom, facing unknown dangers rather than bend the knee or bow to tyranny. Sir, came from Washington. The president himself entrusted them to me. Then you've been to Washington? Yes. I was sent for because a group of veterans here in Texas are organizing an army to continue the struggle against federal authority. Oh, who's leading the army? Government agents investigated all of them. Here are the reports. Colburn, Rodney, Quinn, and Waco. You know them? Yes, sir. We met some time ago when they were driving cattle through Kansas. If the president is aware of the situation, why doesn't he send troops to disband the army? To disband them by force would accomplish the immediate purpose. But it would do nothing to erase the hatred that resulted in war. 
Unless those men voluntarily accept our flag is their flag, we can never hope for real peace and unity. Blame was all around. No one would accept responsibility. It was always the fault of the other. The other, such as flakes of snow, libtards, and the people making new Star Wars movies. Americans, fighting. To my dear wife, we have lost Mussolini it seems, maybe his denture issues finally killed him. We have captured his sadomasochistic love letters, they will look really good in our museums. For people to get inspiration for the coming sexual liberation, Hitler was sleepy so he managed to take Germany, he pressed snooze on his alarm clock once and we got it. You gotta not press snooze when your alarm clock plays Ride of the Valkyries every morning. Did you know Hitler's favorite song was Ride of the Valkyries? His favorite building was the Joseph Poulard Palace of Justice in Brussels. I'm sure we all forget about all this and when our commercial utopia is realized we'll only think of chocolates and German-sized beer glasses. Hail Liberty, free the masses from these evil dictators. Oh yeah, may these evil artists be drugged in the next generation. They are up to no good! A short letter to my lovely wife, Kidney. May I come home treasuring one of Mussolini's sinister love-making tips? I got one in mind for you, very innovating. Keep these letters coming away from our children. Faithfully yours, except for that German girl I snuggled with on Liberation Day, Delano Airwright. And now, Joe Shoemaker, First Strain, Off the Flowers and Weeds cassette, available on Bandcamp.
Bye. Nobody knows about this. But I was named after a leaf from a lime tree. That alone makes Tom Cook eye soup floral and fragrant. Which is how we all had to be every week when we shot the hit series 24 in Los Angeles. On set and off, people sometimes confuse me for a lime leaf, and that makes me laugh. <laughs> and then I remembered that I married Julia Roberts, and the last laugh there is all mine. Now, Sacramento's very own Zealous. I'm broken down and I'm asking questions, but I got a dope sound, so I pass suggestions. The summer's coming and it's class in session. Running this one over like my last reflection. Uh -huh. Break it down, please ask a question. I got nothing left but these breaths invested. I'm feeling stressed and my mind is restless. My brother said it best, well, you're kind of reckless. I'm fresh with break beats and sad sagas. Quick to rep speech from my peeps who love raga. Bit of a freak, but I bleed knowledge. On any given beat a week, I speak flawless. Keep a college graduate, sitting spilling ill. Call me Billy, call me Will, I'm chilling rhymes for the gills. Twisting a representation from a makeshift atrium. Just a wake vibrations from this wayward spaceship. Make escaping statements that can make your face slip. Back to boom baps, bass drums, and ASICs. Call it like I saw it, radio shit's basic. Miss the relevance, zealous, no replacements. How many people follow their dreams? What, what? How many follow their dreams? But on the real, how many getting lost in the sea? How many really lost in the seas? One time, how many come apart of the seams? How many come apart of the seams like me? How many become a part of their schemes? How many become a part of these schemes? Yo, how many searching for proof? How many struggling? How many purchase that truth from the group? It's kind of troubling. How many slanging souls? How many buying them? How many choke? How many are dope? How many violent? How many CEOs stopping nothing for bonuses? How many children born with dreams of homelessness? I'm talking zero. Heroes falling fast to the demons. Prepare to be judged who you are, what you believe in. Get up, stand up, represent your rights. It's a thing called life. Say no coast to a fight. Get up, stand up, represent your rights. It's a thing called life. This ain't no coast to a fight. How many people follow their dreams? How many people follow their dreams? Or what, what? How many getting lost in the seas? How many getting lost in the seas? Or what? How many come apart of the seams? How many come apart of the seams like me? How many become a part of their schemes? How many become a part of their schemes? Yo, like I'm losing time, y'all, like I'm chasing my fate. Come and walk with me upon the ice of faith. Though you're a just pray, trying to take me with it. But I'm taking my chances so they can dance to my writings. Make advances for the stanza, got a plan for this living. Taking stands for my fans, plant seeds of a vision. I ain't worried no more. Pull my life from my prison. My mother's worried for sure. I think she like what I bring. Peace. That was her fate, won't be following quick While they swallowed all the sorrow, mama, I'm hollering this uh -huh. Hope you guys can see I ain't no tolerant prick She said death simply relates to all who exists To what, what? To all who exists Scratchy vocals and all MC Zealous I'm in Grace McDonald This one goes out to you, moms Peace People are going out there and they're protesting They're just yelling at people, yelling at them Where's, where's the action? It's important to get out there and be mad and express your opinion, mm -hmm. but at, at a certain point, like do something about it. Run for government, you know, like AOC, mm -hmm. you know, like start a fucking business. I see you, 
I told someone I'm playing chess on the ceiling and I'm about to fall off the ceiling. I don't know anymore. I bumped my head, I guess. Radio Flaws. It's a trap! Faster than an airplane. As though it were paper. As our story begins, we ask you to come with us on a far journey. And now... With Blue. We will never be a United States. Because of what we've done, we've separated ourselves into small tribes, and the size of the tribe of humans living in these states are creating their own macro culture. Example, a school's curriculum and the shared curriculum in the surrounding school district. You have an exponential growth of knowledge coming from one source, and the further away you get from that source, the more distorted the set of knowledge. Just like the game of telephone, it's the same concept. It is therefore difficult to contain the entire population into segregated ways of thinking without seeing the obvious consequences. We get mad at each other for having different ideas. Some of us have enough of an education to understand that there are all of these different ways of thinking because we continued on past our base knowledge and sought out more. This is the definition of well-rounded. A well-rounded person will feel frustration at those who think differently from them, but only because they know when someone can't or stubbornly won't willingly gain the levels of knowledge necessary to see an agreement, it's not quite the same thing as a compromise. It's an understanding agreeing emotion and rationale and a calm nature that understands in order to maintain a mutual level of peace, thinking has to be an exercise. And a lot of people don't exercise. We think we're modern and different from our historical counterparts we learn about in school. But that's exactly what we're learning. Evolution of man into modernity. We are not that modern. We are still a tribal species, breaking ourselves off into sects or communities. Or, because of chaos theory, the amount of people who do not feel like they belong to a particular tribe they're born and raised in. And then we travel outside of those communities. Unfortunately, some do this through their only means available, the internet. They don't really gain new knowledge they can confirm with their whole self and all their senses. They'll never know the smells of an Italian kitchen and the warmth from the ovens and the fires. They'll never know how businessmen lie and cheat and steal because that's business in our not-so-modern brains. We're still homo erectus. We are still learning. Long after we step down from the trees and long after we've built ships capable of shooting us off this rock into space and onto another rock in space... I'll never know that feeling, and that's sad. Wait, wait. You're not Blue. But Blue wrote it. Where's Blue? Overwhelmed by capitalism right now. Say whatever you want. All right. Hey there. So out of all of the things you could be doing today, you chose to listen to Radio... Flom. How cool is that? 
Thanks a lot. Eat your greens. There you go. <laughs> so I actually read that porcupines can commingle and coexist with cats and dogs, and no one would get hurt. Porcupines are actually very friendly animals, so why can't we just all get together and act like porcupines? All those people that stormed the, the Capitol, the fucking terrorists, I tell you, they should all be locked up in a room together and forced to fight over scraps of food. Make them fight to the death. They don't deserve to live. <laughs> Make them pay. Hello. I'll tell you what, bud. It's 3.48 on the 14th, bruh. Uh, 3.48 in the morning, excuse me. If you're not listening to Willie Nelson right now, like Blue Eyes Cry in the Rain, or uh, Mothers Don't Let Your Boys Grow Up to Be Cowboys, you know, I'm liberal as fuck, but, you know, uh, and Willie's uh, pretty liberal, but god damn it. I want to tell you something, man. Let's not go too left, because if we go too left, it's not right, right? Groovy. So I probably won't even be able to tune in to Audio Waffle on Sunday because a water jug that we had in the van tipped over and the, the insulation wet. So now we have to go like drive the van a lot to get it to dry. The less, the better. Less is more. Less is more. In a world of flaws. Wake up Sacramento, brand new of this earth, Bruja.
think that would change their loyalties. But confound it, there must be a way short of bloodshed to stop him. We were willing to go anywhere or to follow anyone who would lead us. We were anxious to flee, fight, or fortify. I've never seen an army so confused and demoralized. The whole thing seemed to be tottering and trembling. They weren't as well equipped or as well organized. But in their hearts was a flaming courage. We have lost Ohio and our nation is divided. And we are about to lose everything we fought for. Manpower, 193 million. Sailors or riveters. School children or farmers. Nurses or engineers. Window washers or sales girls or postal clerks. Radio announcers or stewardesses. They all have one thing in common. Raw materials, unlimited. Our northern mothers, wives and sisters, all unconscious of the hour, would to heaven that I could bear for you the concentrated woe which is so soon to follow. Would that Christ would teach my soul a prayer that would plead to the Father for grace sufficient for you, God pity and strength you, everyone. Her emails, her emails, they screamed as they smashed the espresso machine to bits. The distinctive flavor of Italian cuisine would only be available now at the Olive Garden on Harbor Boulevard, uttered by people who grew up in communes and felt anything could be a fact, as long as they believed. Radio Flom. Passively aggressive. Double duty, pulling over time, making money just to pass the time, making money in this life of crime, spread the paper amongst my slime, high class click, only worried about mine, do whatever it takes to make sure that I shine. Polish up and stay mobile with my nine Post up on my block, I am taking what is mine So many flavors in my closet, can't make up my mind Ace up my sleep, the whole world is mine Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000! What, 9,000? There's no way that can be right! Saying that she loves me while she's down on her knees Right before I leave, she be begging me please Toss on my jacket for I'm grabbing the keys Just swallowed a pill that held my cold heart freeze I'm talking about that flame, yeah, 100 degrees I have seen things that you wouldn't believe I have done things that you couldn't achieve Me and my bitch blowing on Kush Kali 
てそれを確かめなきゃならないお前と私との戦いは必然だ This was Milestone with Satori. Milestone can be found on SoundCloud. Good evening, America and the rest of the world, from border to border and coast to coast and all ships at sea. Let's go to Austria, 1934. We tried it your way, now we're going to do it my way, they said. It's an uprising, a civil war beginning at Linz and rat a tat tatting through Vienna. Grats, and all over this lamb chop next to Germany, fascists are on their game this time out. And the federal state of Austria is begun. Then Germany ended up annexing all that. War has many ironies. Spain, 1936. What else but an attempt at a military coup? And a failure at that, leading to a four year civil war with rebels backed by fascist Italy and Nazi Germany. The Republican government found itself backed by the Soviet Union, other international groups, and volunteers from the United States, including Ernest Hemingway, embedded reporter in the heart of the action. The Basque town of Jernica found itself as a test site for future German Luftwaffe bombers, captured by Pablo Picasso in an art of war painting which resides today in Madrid. The rebels took control, installing Generalissimo Franco as dictator until his rather boring death at the age of 82 in 1975. Vietnam! 1966, a year when pop was big, but the war in Vietnam was not popular. Another anticipated in and out operation. North and South Vietnam were added since 1946, escalating to include the French Foreign Legion and then the United States. 1968 was the turning point of the Tet Offensive, changed the direction of the war, probably the direction of the Ho Chi Minh Trail, too. The U.S. abandons everything in 1973 and Nam Lao Tu in Cambodia, following to communists. The same year, Richard Nixon found himself tied up in his own audio tape. Indochina and the United States was never the same. Anchorage. Sand everywhere or worse. Especially on the farm, with Anchorage being the only town in this wilderness which is the farthest point away from anything. It is a period of civil war, with rebel ships managing to strike from a hidden base. Sinister agents are in pursuit, which leads them to another town filled with scum and villainy. With two suns in the sky and a moon that isn't a moon, this civil war will become legendary, and so small that they're invading our terrible lizards, long ago and far away. Okay, America, time to sign off. This is just as true as when first said. The same thing happened today that happened yesterday, only to different people. Good night. Was Nietzsche crazy? He was alone delving up a solution out of Schopenhauer abysses. Not easy. I've been there. You can see Camus didn't read Nietzsche. It's all just an issue to write and seek images and seek classical images and get your freaking head filled with stories. Jesus, they are so pathetic. Ow, there is nothing. So I will listen to Trump. They say. He understands me. He knows how I live. He knows I'm not at fault for any of this. It's so sad. All this nothing. Well, fill your fucking head. There is plenty. You are just as bad as the modernists. Chapel of nothing.
my ass. They said, yeah, that's just an artwork of Thierry de Cordier. And I only know that because it says so on the program. It's very dark so I don't like it. My cousin's four-year-old kid could do that. And she just did. On newsprint, with a cake knife. They do not understand art or philosophy. So, there is a philosophy then? I'll tell them that next time. And now. Whoever believed in your government surely doesn't anymore. Even your government has lost touch with what to believe. You do realize there are actual subversive symbols on the walls of your Congress next to the flag of freedom and you can exchange these for vegetables? You pay what you want. We the people was in the first Coca-Cola advert or something. Dr. Pepper could still be published posthumously. Four years of so much bullshit can only lead to rapid disintegration of the democratic systems. Politicians and necktie peoples. The status quo. No art equals an empty shell. How true is that now with all the skyscrapers being built the way they are built? Society lost all possible credit to survive. The Surrealists said that in 1940, or 30, maybe even 1923, Flum would like that, wouldn't it? There is no convention on possible culture, real culture, unless we talk about kitsch. Kitsch is always there, and I'm too paranoid right now to make any determined evaluations. You haven't got a gilded renaissance frame laying around? The birds of peace are weeping. Prince and precipitation. How can purple not be someone's favorite color? I'll even take Donny Osmond on ice skates. Puppy love. Purple haze. Purple mountains, your majesty. Again, I was caught by the masses. Always with their cages and their gases. They moved me to a new ward. I wanted to end this with. An artist must first blast and destroy accepted values, but I fail to find the quote. Instead, don't ask for money from your government, think of how much money your government could get from you. Once again, Paul Willis. Picking up sunflower seeds off the porch Whipping my ass off, falling off course Whipping my huffy like it, it was, was a porch John pulled the knife was a show with four Show no remorse to protect what's mine Finally realized that I could die Niggas don't make it past 25 They down the ride No, I'm blessed that I survived Can't really catching it, take coming out of my eye To my surprise, couldn't remember the last time It was April 29 Sitting right there, praying to God in my grandma my chair Take all the pain, make it all disappear I was so scared, but she wasn't wise She was prepared Embrace that like she ain't seen him in years No fear, no fear, no fear She had no fear, no fear, no fear She blessed me and I blessed her back Made me laugh and I made me crack Couldn't believe where she was at Mentally it's hard to go back To the moment I told her I loved her Spike drugs, you gotta love your mother I raised your sisters and brothers Refused to let death become us I kissed her cheek Held a hand for the last time Committed a try for the last time Left a room for the last time They kicked me out and I walked home Down the streets you walked on Your journey I couldn't embark on I know I don't walk alone You the reason my heart's strong In the fire, lost in the air Picture, make songs to share with ya Cause I can't pray a prayer with ya I pray over my sisters with a Quran Meditate to find salam Do a daily for protection from harm These ain't verses I rewrite in a song These on my neck 
beads on my palm. When you face the man behind the facade, who are you really when talking to God with no one applauds? Screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you face the man behind the facade, who are you really when talking to God with no one applauds? You have felt pain like a stomach punch or an uppercut Right to the face, running in change, starting in last place It's a hamster wheel, not a rat race At that pace, we hypnotized and ready to die No double discs, just two fists and I'm ready to fight Life after death, protecting my life, no Machiavelli My friend's ready before I bury Porter Martinelli It's a celebration, pour libation and fill your bellies Death was never the end, we were given a life But never pretend, I love mine to the fullest extent I can live and die without a lament Cause in the end, I can face myself Without a facade, I know who I am. We're talking to God, but no one applauds. Screaming, yeah, 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 yeah. I can face myself without a facade. I know who I am. We're talking to God, but no one applauds. Screaming, yeah, 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 yeah. This is Radio Flom. We've accumulated guns, ammunition, supplies, and our next soldiers are ready to go on with the fight. At the same time, the army began to grow. More and more men were called up to be trained, hardened, drilled, prepared to defend their land. The Confederates attempted to storm through recreating personages they saw on CBS television plays and books, if they had to read them. Libraries were not to be trusted, because the front desk seemed like a front for something else. Trust was reserved for real news, read by leggy blondes and anyone who could shout in front of a green screen with ticker tape scrolls showing DOW record highs and losses that they would never experience. It was about goal setting, and fighting for what's right as a true American, just like Scott Bayo. We'll be able to muster an army of thousands. I mean, we'll lick the Yankees for sure this time. They couldn't answer the questions being put to them, so they came up with new answers and attacked the questionnaires. Communism became a common phrase. Socialism and brainwashing. If I were brainwashed, I would have known. You were brainwashed, so brainwashed. An area equal to the entire Middle Western United States, her most thoroughly developed industrial plants, millions of her people, thousands of her tanks and her planes. Despite everything, those six weeks had lengthened into nearly six months. The news came like a flash of lightning, staggering and blinding everyone, especially the guy down the street who added another flag to his truck. Conclusion was inevitable. 
may be compelled to face danger, but never fear it. And while our soldiers can stand and fight, I can stand and feed and nurse them. The siege of Piggly Wiggly lasted for two months. It was only because the delivery of sugar-free vanilla pudding packs were held up by the blockade, and the shopping carts were scattered all over the parking lot, leaving none in the store. Surrender became the only option. Commanding General of the Confederate Forces? Yes, sir. You expect him to persuade Confederate soldiers to abandon their plans? Yes, sir. But he represents everything they fought for. He's the greatest rebel of them all. To those who engage in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. These wars were fought in people's backyards. They started there and ended in other people's cherry orchards. Men just lying dead, moaning to death. Maybe not having any help. You know, a lot of times they would set the cornfields on fire so these men, if they weren't dead, would burn alive. And a lot of these battlegrounds are still here today and you can visit them. And so many times people think about war in America as maybe being like this separate, removed thing. Like you're either fighting in it or you're not. You're completely separate, but it wasn't like that. Every single person living here at that time was involved years after years. Columbus Day would not be celebrated in San Francisco again for 81 years. Tonight we travel back through time and inner space. This is Anything Box. An exclusive mix streaming only on Radio Flum for almost the next hour.
look at the image of my fragile face I'm not the man that I used to be Someone has taken over me
Depending on who you ask, my name is Claude S, N-Pop, or Anything Box. And all of these names are part of me and part of you. I've been a multi-creator for most of my life after I drowned in a lake as a child and came back from the dead. Yes, that's a true story. And what you just heard is a synth-pop data set of rare remixes from 2020, odd bits of tape from 1988, and a few secrets in between that most people seldom get to hear. I hope that uh, 2021 will be a great year of renewal, creativity, and success for all of us. Keep your heart open, show everyone what empathy really looks like, and keep on keeping on. You can find me on Bandcamp, iTunes, and all of that stuff by searching for Anything Box. Thank you. Welcome back to Radio Flam, your favorite faux modern art podcast. So am I the asshole for cutting off a student driver? And before you answer, they were in a Tesla going 15 miles an hour in a residential, basically stopping over the undulations. And when they did a turn, they basically came to a stop after they turned. Now, mind you, I have Starbucks waiting for me. I haven't even picked it up yet. I haven't had my coffee, and I'm ready to clean, so I need to reward myself before I even start. So really, am I the asshole? Yes, but I don't think in this situation. What gets me is, who lets a student driver drive their Tesla? A Tesla. Like, even if it's one of those cheap Teslas, which are still expensive, a Tesla, student driver in a Tesla. Not even like a fucked up Tesla, like the one that's been around the block and dented and whatnot. No, this is a nice, new, shiny, clean, it just had a paint job type Tesla. Like, no bumps or scratches. When I sped around it, there's nothing I So why would you let a student driver in your Tesla? Before you say anything, I am not jealous of a teenager driving a Tesla when I had to drive a pre-owned, pre-used. My sister even had this car, 1989 Nissan Ultima, that was older than I was. I'm not. Not jealous. Not at all. Don't even say anything. Radio Flom is brought to you in part by... When you heat up, cool down... When something gets in your way go round it. Carter's Little Liver Pills. For the regularity you may need when everyone else is so irregular. Feel funky, feel good. Gonna tell you I'm in the neighborhood. With the music and mixes of. Diego Valley. At twitter.com slash Diego Valley underscore LTHM. And soundcloud.com slash Diego Valley Music. Won't let life get me down. Gonna take it the way that I found it. Seventh Swami. Because I've got the music in me. At seventh swami.com Some say that life is a circle. But that ain't the way that I found it. With Nea's Art Walks. Nea will help you move in a straight line. Keeping your feet firmly on the ground. 
London Walking Tours, now available online. Drop by Nayazartwalks.com And Ain't got no trouble in my life. No foolish dreams to make me cry. With the best app in the ward. Squadcast.fm Remote interviews for professional podcasters. You'll never be frightened or worried. You'll always get by. With Squadcast.fm Fly like a bird on the wing. Hold on to your hat honey, and record people when they sing. Sing, sing. From Sacramento, the heart of California and around the world, this has been Radio Flom, featuring a cast of dozens. Appearing on tonight's episode, in order, were... Comédien Harmoniste Redin J.S. Depré George Wishman Aeliael L. de Hélandais James Ban Rachid Free Aurora Sanchez Logan Manstran Off Is Bt Milk Surface Evelyne N. Y. Madeleine Mekinis MR Deadly Lucky Seven Plume Steve Mealo Chad André The Soudal with Wolf Black Grant Adams Tazé Paul Willis Mackenzie Wilson Béatrice Wavan Poison Wine Modern Mime Paul Rouen Yazid Ishidi GZ Wizdoul Dutch Falconi Ashley Free Tristicia Langorem Darius Forrest Joe Schumacher Zelou Lorraine Richardson AS Bleu Louis Hernandez Off Dessert Kylie Jackson Milestone Claude SASN Pop et Michel Berry Continuity provided by Jason Spear Audrey Daguette Felicia Montenegro Vicky Brown et Shark Radio Flam is produced by Milk Surface Theme music by Chelsea Davis Sound design and engineering by Steve Mahalo. Radio Flom is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. However, recordings of contributors or guests of Radio Flom are still protected under international copyright laws. All episodes can be downloaded for your convenience. Radio Flom contains works featured for review, opinion, critique, parody, and or artistic transformation, and will contain adult content and nudity. Flom is a faux modern art movement, art history resource that promotes learning and education through new and alternative media. Flom is your online connection to art history, music, and beyond through Instagram, Twitter, and other social media. We are all Flomets. You can be too. Donations gratefully accepted at patreon.com slash flomus or just buy us a coffee at flom.us slash coffee. We are at Flomets on most social media. 
flom is sometimes explained, but usually not. This is Kid OK saying thank you for listening. And if you don't like this podcast, do something about it. Looking for a little mix-up? Radio Flom is the place for you. Your call is very important to us. Please leave a message after the tone. Thank you for calling Radio Flom at plus one nine one six seven four one two three nine four. I'm sorry. I whoever's listening to this right now, I I'm leaving you this message because I I thought that one was funny. Sorry. <laughs> Stupid. You guys haven't seen anything yet. You think what happened at the Capitol was the end of it? <laughs> that was just the beginning. Just you wait. We aren't done yet. You'll see. You'll all see. The truth of, of this world has finally been revealed. It won't be long till all you sheep start opening your eyes. And oh boy, you better find a place to sit down because you're not going to like what you see. And I can't wait until I see the look on your faces. <laughs> Oh, it's finally happening. It's finally here. (laughs) Well, I have another problem with it. See what I got there. Hang on. Let me uh, take the phone away from my ear again. Hello, Radio Flung. It's me. I'm here, still, in the capital. I'm in a closet, it's really dark and musty, and there's some old boxes here. Who's Joseph McCarthy? He's got stuff here that sounds like the same people who stormed the capital. Seems to know a bit more about communism than they did, but just a bit. There's stuff in here about Pink's hot dogs in Los Angeles. No wait, Pinko's, Pinko communist hot dogs, wow. It's more quiet now. They think the revolution may be over and we're here now. And it looked like it was when they were playing with the gavels. I mean, all you need is a gavel, right? (sighs) 